thinking that uh, we could each just kind of throw out our uh, what we thought worked and didn't work for season three or two, three, I don't yeah. know, two to get started in that way, and then eventually open it up to them, and that way they kind of all know where we're coming from. Okay, I would love to talk about. Um, totally, when the first episode of season two started, and you saw that guy in New York City, called it. Called it. Why would they ever even decide to show a normal guy walking in a city? If we already didn't do the math that, hello, Balefire, Neil, should be dead if you really did the math. So obviously he's still alive in that time. So as soon as that normal guy started, that muggle, started walking down the street, I'm like, called it five minutes. I'm sorry, that's Balefire. It's important. Well, I remember there was some speculation, too. Some people thought he might be the bad hatter or something. Oh, yeah, because there was Wonderland stuff. Google behind him. That, everything in that, I looked, I watched that constantly. Okay, I'm watching everything, looking for clues, because one thing that Once Upon a Time does, symbolism, in so much. They have an incredible set designer. If you just look at the little pieces, I mean, Regina's office, you know, she's got the, the horse statue, she's got the forest, that's her wallpaper, the apples. I mean, all of that stuff is obvious, but if you look beyond that, there's little details in everyone's apartment. I mean, look at Snow's cottage, oh. apartment, freeze frame, Mr. Gold's shop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and if that's not like, a, if that's not foreshadowing for everything in there, I don't know what is. Well, and they usually do, if, when they have a gold scene, they will usually foreshadow a coming episode, um, like with the puppets. And mm -hmm. they also did it with the teacups. Uh, the ship, the teacup, the wand. They did that a little more in season one. The finale didn't feel like a, a finale. It felt, felt like a whole bunch of setup. Right, the finale is supposed to be more payoff. Yeah, yeah, pretty much everything post Cora just didn't work for me. Well, and how all of a sudden are Tamara and Greg, you know, Tamara and Greg are anti magic, anti magic, and then all of a sudden they're using yes. a portal to uh, get that? Yeah, it contradicts what their whole well, purpose I mean, was. It, it, could, it could be a situation where they think they're working for the greater good. That was hinted at in, yeah. in, in Friday, because I, I, I specifically asked about the home office. And I said, is it the historical British home office um, that goes way back into the 1700s and continues on into World War II? Yeah. Can we speculate um, on what we think the home office is? I think we should all take turns. You go first. 
Uh, well, it kind of came up on our podcast where we sort of talked about what if the home office was related to the Darling family. That was yeah. It. And I thought that would be cool because I would love to, to, to bring Wendy Darling back in if possible because I thought she was really great at the end of the And season. it would really make sense because, you know, the, the last scene we see them, it, they're like completely scarred because of shadow coming in and oh, yeah. everything. So it would make total sense for them to take their family's fortune and build this Absolutely. whole anti-magic society. Well, and which would dovetail it into Peter and the Star, Te- Star Catchers, which Disney also bought. Oh, okay. um, yeah, Dis- Disney um, owns Peter and the Star Catchers as well. And that was kind of where I thought they were going with it as well. The Darlings, that Mr. Darling is actually an agent for the home office for, for that and um, what Jane Espenson said yesterday was perhaps Greg and Tamara thought that's who they were working for, but it's not. Didn't, didn't uh, Rumble Gold, didn't he say that, uh, I don't know if it was in an interview about the characters afterwards, but they don't even know who they were working for? Yeah, that what Jane he said, said it right in the show. Yeah, right okay. in the show. But they don't really even understand who they were working for. That was just a small piece of it. and. Whatever whatever Peter Pan is going to be, scared the crap out of Rumble. But yeah. if he's scared, yeah. then we all should be scared. And when they at the D twenty three convention, there were, some of you saw on YouTube. I know I stopped it, but they showed the little piece. I don't know if you guys saw that there is a sneak peek for the first episode for season three already out. But it's only on YouTube. It's not official, so it's really shaky. And um, it's basically. Uh, has anybody seen it? It's the doll that Robert Carlyle tweeted about, in a way. And basically, to set up the scene, it's it's Rumple, and they've gone through Neverland, and he's not gold. He's he's Mr. Gold, but he's in the, the crocodile suit. So he didn't change color. So he goes over, and he's meeting with that lost boy, the boy that was the last one you saw with the blonde hair. Yeah, that yeah. one. That they kind of had some interaction and whatever it was, and um, it was basically the tables had turned, where Rumple always said. You know, there's always a price with him. You know, it was almost like everything that Rumble has said to everybody else. It was the tables were turned, and this Peter Pan is the villain, where Rumble is like the pawn. See, my thoughts and theories, and this is just totally just me just theorizing stuff. I think Peter might be Rumble's dad that would love him. Ooh, yeah. because he said that his father ran away, and. Uh, it was a coward, so I mean, I just I think Peter Pan might be Rumble's dad. That is a that's a that's a really good point. He <laughs> dropped, dropped a bomb yesterday when we were oh, wait, talking of no, the ones I uh, meet up yesterday. And be- yeah. before you drop that bomb about that Peter Pan moment, now obviously we know that Balefire left Neverland. So he has, and also in that scene where you find out that Neil is Balefire, and he says to Emma, "I've been running from that man for for, for years." So my thoughts are, how did he get off the island of Neverland to New York City in modern time? And in that same little sneak peek, um, the, the confrontation between that lost boy and Rumple, he they were talking about, I'm going to leave Neverland, and Rumple says, well, how many am I taking with me this time? Oh. So the thought is that maybe he took Balefire out of Neverland. How the hell would he get away from there? And dropped that Balefire sailed the ship and sailed. But do you think he sailed the ship away from Neverland? Well, we see him sail the ship in the finale. Yeah. Well, no, but and he says, "I've sailed this ship before." Well, he had some kind of discussion when he was a little boy. Yeah. yeah. When he was a young boy, but drop that bomb you dropped on me yesterday. Who's your? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember what happened yesterday. Um, oh, well, I was just was talking about how I think Killian is Jefferson's father, but that's just me. 
Go on. Yeah, how do you read it? Okay. Oh, okay. Well, you can read it all over my blog, what's called Inception, Anyway, <laughs> uh, what it is is uh, in costume design class, they teach us that characters that have similar costumes, uh, they dress them in similar color schemes and stuff like that to show that they're related. Well, if you look at Jefferson from The Doctor and then Killian from The Crocodile, they have the same color schemes, similar jackets, similar lapels, all the way down to like their designs and the shapes and everything. Same makeup. And uh, this is like a 30 minute long explanation. So I'll try to keep it short. But I think that, um, well, they don't have magical birth control in Enchanted Forest. And Mila and Hook were together for a long time. In that scene in the crocodile, Jefferson was just under um, the ship and everything. And we don't know his home world. You know, we know he's been to Wonderland, but we don't actually know what world Jefferson is from. Um, and so I think he might have went to Neverland with them when um, they left in the ship. And he was also taken by Peter Pan because Killian was fighting really hard to keep Bay. And I think at, by that point, he had already lost Jefferson. And he didn't want to lose another set of viewers. But that's just me. The only sad thing is, is that they said in the panel today, uh, or yesterday, Jane Anderson said that um, you know we'd love to have Sebastian Stan Moore on the show, he's just really but he's unavailable, game. so they really haven't considered him as oh. a big turning point. <laughs> he's my favorite character. That would put uh, Jefferson and uh, and Henry scene together in a whole whole new light as well, if that were the case. Yeah. If that was her date hook, that's kind of gross. That's crazy. Entirely, the, and especially the, the first time that, that Hook takes off for Neverland, um, he's very clear. He knows yeah. where he's going. I think you're right. I think you. I think the Bean isn't a one-way ticket to any particular place. It's a one-way ticket to where you wanted to go. Because that's where she that's wanted where she it to go. It. That's where he wanted to go. Uh, that was his only. I actually saw a hand over there first, and then her. because he even says Henry's going to be my undoing, but I'm still going to save him because he's my grandson. So I think they're still throwing that red herring at us, but it's not Henry. Did anyone else think that they were actually going to kill Henry on the playground? I was like, this is it. They're going to kill the kid. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. They already tried that at the end of Oh, I was just going to say, Regina, excuse my language, is such a bitch. My problem, my problem with season 
She should be. She's being queen. season two is that they wrapped up Regina's arc really quick, too. It seems like. And my problem is, now that they didn't kill her off, which I was a little bit disappointed about, I'm kind of curious if Jane has given, I look online, too, for spoilers, but I'm kind of curious if Jane's given any indication what her arc of season three is. It kind of makes sense to me that her story's kind of over. They kind of wrapped her up. She's good now. She loves Henry. She saved the town story. Oh, I, that doesn't make her good. Yeah, I, I think her. I think all of their arcs for mostly Regina and Emma. And I'm not saying this is one minute long. I'm not saying that right now. Right. I think they really there's a lot more to do to learn how to co-parent for Henry. Like they still don't know how to co-parent at all. Like, and then what about Neil? Like, where does Neil fit in, fit in all this? He hasn't been in his life ever, except for like a hot five minutes before he fell down a beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't think. Uh, I think there's still way more like family-wise, and like I, I'm waiting for charming and Neil and Snow to talk. Do you realize that Snow and Neil never said a word to each other, really? and that's his yeah. grand, that's her grandson's father. Like they never talked ever. And Charming said like a whole like two things to him. Like, why was it? Where was the conversation? It was like, hey, remember that time you put my baby in jail? I'm gonna punch you in the face. Right. <laughs> where did that conversation? That's come exactly from? what um, that's what Jennifer Morrison said when they were on the the Pally Fest panel. That when this was revealed and everything, and she does turn over to Josh Dallas and say, "I'm just waiting for you to punch uh, Michael in the face." <laughs> and in case you're wondering that, like, because I, I didn't get to answer, that's one of my problems in season two. They never talked. Ever. Well, and that's, no that's one talks. The only they only addressed the, the the one time when she said, "Look, I'm still a little weirded out about the fact that you sent me away when I'm a baby, you know, and yeah. left me alone, and you didn't want to keep me." But you were you were saving us all. It's like crap. I don't care. <laughs> I was a baby. You let me go. Yeah. I I really have to give props to the writers and just the whole message. It's very family oriented. And I have to say, with the slow relationship that Emma is turning towards Henry, that was a that was a good process that they went through. It didn't jump too fast, and I really liked it. And Henry also gave her time to warm up to him. And then you look at season two, and I the episode Manhattan was just incredible because of that that confrontation between Balefire and his father with Gold. Gold just loved me. I'm so sorry for everything I you know I screwed up. And he's like, No, I got nothing to say to you. That was so powerful. Yeah. I went on his Twitter on, on uh, I stopped people on Twitter just for once. <laughs> just for once because I want to see the sneak peeks and anything that they, they picture. But it was such a good choice of the actor. I mean, because they could have been he could have been really aloof, like I don't I don't want you, but there was so much tension and so much animosity and just That's anger different. towards yeah. his father. Yeah, and we don't we only know of one part. Yes, he let his kid go, you know, but truly I'm sorry to say he, he not that he's gonna get over it, but there's more to that relationship that we don't know. And but that confrontation where he was just, no, your time's up, I'm done. Awesome. And, yeah. but, and leading up to that, the, the, the setup with, with Henry and, and Mr. Bull on the street, you have that whole, the grandkid pestering the grandfather. Yes. And they don't know they're related yet, but it's like, you just know, it's like, and, and, you, and we already figured it out by this point. I mean, they've telegraphed it since the end of season one that this is happening. Yeah, I really hated the reveal, though, with the, just the sheet of paper, I know you're bail fire. I, I love that. I'm like the that. only person in the world that apparently likes that. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I 
thought it fit August's personality perfectly. He's a writer. Because, uh, who was it? I think it was our friends from Other Side of the Mirror. Uh, Brie and Alex did a cycle thing through season two about how people had talismans, like Bill had her cup and stuff like that. I think August's typewriter is his talisman. That's what he's connected to. He's a writer. So I thought it was perfect. When they opened the box, I was sure because we saw the scene where Gold found this, the, the sketchings in August's room, and it was a picture of the dagger. Yeah, I thought I that he was showing to Balefire, well, to Neil, that it was a picture of the dagger. And we all knew that that was Neil at that time, because if you, I'm sorry, if you're not related to magic, and all of a sudden this guy's showing you something in a box, yeah. I would run the hell out of there. <laughs> so I thought it was a picture of the dagger, and that was it. So you are Balefire, I thought that was kind of a, meh, I wasn't impressed. Yeah, it was just like, it, it hit me just as almost laughable, especially because, you know, on podcasters roundtables and whatnot, you know, we'd spend a lot of time speculating what was in what that was thing. It, that was supposed to be like one of the key piece to the season, and it was just a piece of paper with, oh, you're you're uh, that character. Awesome. Yeah. Right. But we should have figured it yeah. out though, because the typewriter had been shown to be in that box in season yeah. one, so it was like the. All right. So questions. It's going to be her, then you, and then you, and then you. Okay. I would watch. Keep it up. My question. Any, am I the only one that did not like the way the writers flip Bell around and turn around to Lacey? I do. Oh, I hated Lacey. Let's not even talk about this. Oh my gosh, I love Lacey. Although, the, the, I ended up in a dwarf bar one, uh, which I think got cut, is, 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 but it's, it's floating around here and there, is, is the only thing of Lacey's that I want to keep. I just hated that scene of Lacey and the sheriff. I hated it when she was all rubbed up on him and everything. I'm, so she cheated on Rump on Gold in a way. No, she didn't because she. Lacey well, she was, was getting the. Well, Hello. Bell was dating. Wait, wait, no. Bell was dating like Rumble. Was dating Rumble. <laughs> Lacey was not dating Rumble. They're two separate people. They're not both. They're not like David and. David. I, I know. <laughs> well, and, and there's more to Lacey's back. Lacey has a history in Storybrooke too. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's 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 a whole episode in there that you know. They haven't written, haven't done, but they were very clear in two or three sets of dialogue about, I know, they've seen Lacey before, um, and it's something Regina did. See, I have to wonder if that's just their false memories, though, because David and Catherine had a clear path. Regina, though. Yeah. Well, they well, yeah, well, they all had their fake memories because, like, Catherine and David had pictures and, like, this whole relationship, but we see in Welcome to Storybook, their first day, he's in a coma. So I have to wonder if she was always in the asylum from the beginning and everybody just remembers Lacey from before or remembers, quote unquote. Yeah, it, 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 seemed, it seemed like when she got converted into Lacey, Lacey, you know, Virginia was doing it to get back at Rumpel. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Too, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I don't think we're going to see much more of Lacey, quite honestly. Yeah. I don't think oh, there's yeah. much. I, I mean, it was kind of fun, you know, you know, her, her and uh, Rumpel running around terrorizing Storybrooke. <laughs> that was fun. So, so it, it was nice. I just like the bad boy. I have to say that's the only time I didn't like Rumble Silsky because he controlled her through drinking. Be like, oh, I don't like yes. what you're saying. Here, take more drinks. Yeah. Uh. That was like the only time I've ever seen Rumble get that close. To See, I like gold with Bell because he's much nicer, but Rumble with Bell <laughs> is very controlling and borderline abusive. Yeah. And yeah, but that's the closest we've seen Gold get to that rumble line. The, the, the thing is, uh, you know, uh, Gold is a bad guy, you know, but yeah. I, we, we never really see him be cruel, and that was really the first time he, would, he was cruel. I mean, he's evil, he'll kill you, 
But like, they'll, they'll be nice about it. Yeah. They'll fall there with a cane. <laughs> I was just saying, that was, that was, that was sad. Yeah, it's like erase your memory. I mean, yeah. I would be someone with a cane if they're trying to erase my memory. We do have more questions. Natasha Romanoff. First off, on the, on the topic of Lacey, uh, I love Lacey. Slut Jamie's not cool. I think she's an awesome character. Uh, secondly, on the topic of uh, Balefire and Rubble Stiltskin having to hash out their issues, I'm really ticked off that at no point did the fact that Rubble Stiltskin murdered his mom ever came up. Like, Hook told him. Hook flat out told him. And it ne it never came up, and I don't I don't understand. Do you think that's going to be a thing that they address at all in season two, or is it going to be like Graham, where it's like, oh, that character's dead, we're never going to speak about him ever again? I think that when when Hook show. told that to Balefire, he was just more upset that that Hook ruined his family more than anything. The the fact that his mom, that his dad killed his mom really wasn't on the table. But as a child, as somebody whose father walked down on our family. I can see how I'm mad at the person that broke up my family more than anything, and I'm sure my father had his reasons, or my mother had his reasons for that, but I, I really think that that shows the love that Balefire still has for his dad by taking his side. And I and I, yeah. I know that it's in there, and there will be a, a very long path for that relationship, but, in, but then in time, Balefire might have, you know, with more information, more from Hook, Maybe the rumors traveled, and all that information, all that truth, got to Balefire, and he got to sit on it. But you're right; he never brought up the fact you killed mom. Nothing came up about that. Yeah. But he might have had time to sit and let it fester. And if, if anything really, you know, inspires family discussion, it's being stuck in a small area together. You know, the ship's pretty tiny. They'll, they'll probably get. Oh, I can't. Yeah. Well, and, and they they packed so much into that. All of the resolution, yeah. no, and non-resolution, in, into that that space. But going back to what you said, and, and when Bay was saying, "Oh, you've had your chance. I'm, I'm done with you," I think he did a really good job of, of showing that that love and that conflict was still there, and it wasn't just, just all anger. I think you're right that, that it's still it's still there. But I think that they will be on a path. We don't know how long Bay was on the ship. I mean, he could have been there, like, he could have just met this guy, or he could have been on there for months. I mean, but yeah. we asked about the timeline yesterday as well. And she said, we're deliberately vague, which, you know, obviously we can. But it is, for it us. is obvious um, that Rumpel and Bay's storyline is much, much older than everyone else's. So, and that time is not the same in both worlds, or any of the worlds necessarily. So the gypsy is next. Yeah. And there's hands over here. Okay, so you and I saw you. You're in charge, two. by the way, with these questions. <laughs> All right, your turn. Um, I know in some shows, the writers will disclose certain things to the actors, like singular actors only, you know, this is a storyline that you need to keep in the back of your mind. And because I haven't watched a whole lot of behind the scenes on points, I don't know if there are certain actors that have had a lot of things disclosed to them, or, or that the writers just don't even know until very last minute what they're going to actually so, Michael, Michael uh, James Raymond, is that his name? Yeah. Raymond James. Uh, he was talking about how when he was first hired as Neil Slash Bayfire, he did know uh, when he first came on, uh, when he was hired, that they told him his entire arc. So he did know where he was going from that. But uh, Keegan Connor Tracy was talking today that she has no idea what the Blueberry's backstory is. She, has, she, she has it's a phone call. Yeah. Up in Vancouver and she reads the words they give her. <laughs> no. So so they do, they, they will tell them certain things. 
Now, David Andrews was the only person who knew who was Victor Frankenstein all the way through season two. Like, the other actors would ask him and he wouldn't tell them, but he knew going into it he was going to be Victor Frankenstein and he had to wait an entire season just to come out with it. <laughs> and that, that, that's a char character that frustrated me. Beyond. I'm a whale watcher. No, I mean, just, oh, yeah. they don't let you and they neglected him horribly. And, and they just kind of let him stand around with his thumbs in his pocket a lot. And we just know that he's important to something. They just yeah. never revealed it. My my problem with, okay, The Doctor's my personal favorite episode, but he's the only cast person who started, well, minus the Blue Fairy, because we still know nothing about her. Minus Blue Fairy, he's the only cast person starting, starting in season one who didn't have an episode-centric around him until In the Name of the Brother, because that's a Regina-centric episode, not a Victor-centric episode, which I just did not find fair, but I'm also very biased because it's my favorite character with Jefferson. Mad well forever. Um, <laughs> we're squealed, I love you. Yay! Um, but I mean, I will argue to the end of the earth that Victor and Jefferson are the biggest game changers in this show, and we would not have Neverland season three without them. I will argue that to the, I die. Well, Jefferson, like we talked briefly yesterday, yeah. Jefferson is such an important character, I think, and I wish we could see more to him, because he's the only one in Storybrooke, really, other than, well, other than Regina, that knows. There's a reason why he was mad. Nobody yeah. would listen to him. Nobody would believe him for 28 years. Well, no, Gold, Gold, Gold. No, Gold didn't know until Emma yeah. walked in. Yeah. Yeah, he did not know, and the, and the writers have said that he didn't know until Emma's name was said. Oh, wasn't it, well, the story broke, didn't Regina go into the shop and kind of... Yes, he didn't know. That was yeah. proven. Yeah. He said, what are you talking about? I see, I, I guess God. I was reading in that they were dancing around each other. Well, I mean, I could totally see that. I, mm -hmm. As far as, you know, on screen so far, it appears he didn't know. But, you know, Rumble, he, he always has 16 different plots going. I guess in my own head, I, I've, I've always thought since he crafted the curse, that he had his own back door. Yeah, well, I, I mean, there, I'm sure there are aspects to the curse that he, he has in his back pocket for when he gets in a really bad position. Like the police thing. Well, the weird thing is, if he didn't know until Emma showed up, how did he orchestrate Henry's adoption? I mean, that's, 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 that's the... We all want to know that. Where did the baby come from? I have one theory, and I think it was August. Yeah, I think it was August because August knew where Emma was. He told Neil where he was. No, I think, well, August has been in story story before my thoughts are that since August knew where Emma was in that in that jail because he left that her. She was, yeah because he didn't care about her so I think he knew I think he went and claimed to be the baby's father probably had some documents that said that he was Neil la 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 drove to Storybrook and dropped the baby on Gold's doorstep as silly as that sounds because he would be the one to orchestrate something because he's not going to drop it on Snow White's doorstep. Yeah. He dropped it on Gold's because that was a closer relationship that he would be able to know what to go on. So I think because all of his things that just kind of wheels started to turn, Regina probably came to him at the right time. However, however, Neil said to Emma, my father always said that things just don't happen, things are planned. Yeah. So that could be part of it too. But of course, finding out that Bale was Henry's father was a big shocker for Gold. So we have like seven questions. So are you? sorry. Yeah, okay. So you're next. I want to know why August, when he died, he was able to be brought back, and when he was brought back, why he was brought back. 
Faye's child. So oh, that look on his face. But it does make sense. It does totally make sense that August arranged for Gold to get his hands. That that I think August has been going back and forth between his world and Storybrooke uh, out of guilt and and out of um, a sense of duty. Okay, so. Who's behind Rudolph's? Right. You all the way back and then the nice gentleman right here. So it's you and then the nice gentleman. Yes, you. Yes. The green shirt. Okay. And the lanyard. Um, and the brown hair. And the bottle. <laughs> Beer. Um, I, I really started out watching one time without the internet present, so I'm kind of And then we find out, like, you know, she, like, messed up Hot Soul and Gretel. I mean, like, you know, when she falls, she falls really, really hard. But also, they haven't really, in season two, given a lot of time for her to have one-on-one -on -one chats. Rumble has actually talked with people. And, like, he's actually talked to Neil, he's talked to Emma. Uh, the only time we really see Regina have, like, a one-on-one -on -one with anybody is that bitch scene with Emma. And that's a really good scene. And we see a lot of, like, what's making Regina tick in that. And we had that in season one. We saw a lot of what made Regina take. Well, and I feel like I got her more in season one. And the, the, the Regina Snow with the heart. Was yeah. One where she, you get a, a feeling, it's like, you know, I've made those decisions and I'm living with them and now you get to, you know, you get to feel what I'm feeling. And that's what makes the, the, the episode of The Evil Queen so good because we see Regina talk. I mean, like, that's why talking is so important in TV shows. <laughs> I but think I wanted to give this shit on the real quick. She's been waiting a long time. Oh, I'm talking about the, 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 the,
Simon Steinwald. I was clueless. I, I did not see it coming. David Anders was the Because there's a few looks, and if you look at In the Name of the Brother, I mean, 
where Victor got a death sentence for Christmas. And it's true. Um, and I think that was Jefferson saving his friend from going pretty much into battle and dying. And then my other ship that will never happen is Charming Whale. <laughs> I love them so much. But those boys need friends. Like That's one thing that bothers me is there's no men that is Josh Dallas's age. Charming has no guy friends. Like now we have folk, but they really they, they, they could have Frederick, but they just yeah. let Frederick and yeah. Yeah. Oh, sent them off to go live yeah. in that pretty little cage. Like, where, like we see the girl night out. The girl's night out episode. Where's the guy's night out episode? Bill, what's yours? Um, Emma and the dragon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't really share that. Gnarly. You're in the I'm hoping for Regina Hook personally. Mm -hmm. I want a really like power evil couple. Jefferson helped him set up this entire thing that they've been traveling together. The Wizard of Oz will probably be Rumble in some form. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it. There has to be more than just Rumble. Didn't they literally call him the Wizard, though? Yeah, he's so I think he's definitely the Wizard of Oz. See, see, what I think is that, you know, Frankenstein's world is the black and white world where Dorothy Gale lives. Yeah. Story growth. Oh, so, but you're good. He's with me. You're good. 
Where's Miriam? Who's the baby that Miriam was pregnant with? Their ears are uncovered now. That nobody was pregnant with. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the the shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But is no, I don't think great. I don't think it's I don't think it's Greg's dad. I think yeah, we'll be fighting him in the cycle. I didn't hear what you said. He thinks the home office is in Kansas. Wasn't there a Kansas license plate? No, it was Pennsylvania, and actually, he says that he's from Carlisle, Pennsylvania. If you look up that town, there's a military college there, and it's a big military town. But so. also, when, uh, but, one, why did Greg change his name? Is that his, his name when he came to Storybrook the second time? And also, they made a big point of Greg and his dad being from where the boss was from. So it wasn't it wasn't Pennsylvania for Pennsylvania tags, and I also don't think that Greg's dad is dead. I think Regina put that body there. It's not real. Um, but I actually have one theory. Since we know that you can, okay, I'm getting confused with Harry Potter. But since <laughs> since we know that Regina and, oh, and obviously Cora can change their appearance, you know, I if you guys look, he's in there twice. Uh, the asylum where Belle was. There's a guy that looks really creepy. He's mopping the floor, yeah, right? Yeah, he's mopping the floor. Yeah, right. I think that might be Greg's dad. But that was just one idea because I don't think that Regina would have gained anything by killing him. Yeah, and, and, and we do have a stretch. And we see how bored yeah, she gets I so bored so easily. I mean, she probably wants someone to talk to. And and there's been a couple times with the, the two times which a couple times we've seen him, there's that air that there's something that he knows that he can't get he he's, he almost tries to talk a couple times and and I don't didn't think it was the actor point focus. I thought it was the character trying to remember. But I wonder if they do anything with it. You guys touched on it very briefly, but I wanted to revisit Mary Margaret becoming evil. And like, I love her. I, I think when I you too. talk about how saccharine they are, that that actually made her interesting and now I care. So, but, but she really played it like it's so terrible. It's no, you know, basically we're protecting her family. And now this is an evil act. So I had to be separate friends and, you know, I was outnumbered. But I thought it was a justified they were in a war. She's killed people before, probably. Yeah. So I think the difference was the fact that one thing is war, and the other thing was she made Regina murder her own mother, which is a which was, was her step decision to yeah. yeah. It wasn't it wasn't a Catholic war. It was a decision. Yeah. And and not just to kill, but to use dark magic to kill. And, and, I, I and mean, that's her family too. It, it would be a decision that you know in Mary Margaret's mind. Definitely be evil. I mean, she would, she would know as she was doing it that it was an evil thing to do, and that, that's why it makes it very interesting. And I, I, I still don't think she's been redeemed from it necessarily. I, I'm interested to kind of see that arc going forward. I do wish they hadn't made her feel so sorry for 
Yeah. And that, it went yeah. on too long. Thank God for Emma and that's I'm going to have to cap questions because we're running out of time. So what I'm going to do is, is her, you, you, and then Esmeralda, and we'll see after that where we all want time. So back there. Um, so we were just talking about ships. Um, I really want to see Sleeping Warrior happen. But, I mean... What do you guys feel about that? They're totally that? setting up for a love triangle with Bella. Yeah. 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 The question is, what do we think about Sleeping Warrior, which is Mulan and Aurora? I re okay, here's a question. Obviously, we know that there was some kind of relationship between Philip and uh, Mulan. When that last moment where he turned his back, didn't love, didn't say, just said, I love you, did he say it to Aurora or did he say it to Mulan? I think he was driven by, uh, by well, obviously, he already made his vow to be with Aurora, so he wouldn't just totally cheat on her. But I do think that they didn't make that clear in that moment, but the fact that he could wake her up with True Love's kiss, I think, is a lie. Yeah. Spoiler, cover your ears. You good? You good? So I read, but I don't know if it's anything official, that they're also thinking about bringing in someone else to be able to watch True Love. But don't quote me on that one. You're good. All right. Your turn. I was just going to go back to the Rumpel versus Regina thing. I read something once somebody stated it really well that Rumpel's whole thing is, I do all of these horrible things, how could anybody ever love me? But Regina sometimes goes with the whole, oh, I do all these horrible things, why doesn't anyone ever love me? Yeah. <laughs> and it's a very good dynamic of how they're both evil, but... They, they drove two very different brands of power alcohol. Like they're, they're both, they both are drunk with power, but in completely different ways. Well, and, and Regina has never truly been weak the way that Rumpel was. Um, and and it's a really good point. She, I mean, she's always been privileged. She's been weaker than her mother, but never truly. I mean, when you see the way she treats her true love, um, when nobody's looking, and then turns around, you know that go away, come back. Um, but then Rumpel has had no power ever in his life. Every step of the way, he's been pretty much the lowest of the low. And becoming a soldier was actually a big step up for him. So excited about um, it, it. Yeah, he really, and then he's just so terrified of it all. And, and to the core, and then, not, and then the thought of, of losing, of leaving Bay fatherless. And as he was following, see, he just felt so powerless. I don't think he's ever going to give up willingly. I think that'll be a big transition for him if he willingly gives up power. My one thought when they said, the, okay, when the seer said the boy, my one thought again, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but after a show, I, my brain just like sits there and absorbs everything. Can't wait to the next week because I want to see what's going to happen. I want to try to, it's awful. My husband's like, shut up, just enjoy the show. No, it's because of this, this is going to happen. And I know it, I know it, I know it. But when they said that the, the, there'll be a the boy, the boy is not who he seems, la, 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 la. I thought that that last moment, um, I thought, I think Bill, one theory, is pregnant. And since they're going to be apart for a while, one thought could be, depending on how far away, that she's going to be pregnant with a baby boy. And that will be his undoing. What do you think is going to happen in Storybrooke? I think somebody's going to come into the town, and they're going to have to deal with an outside source. I think we're going to have a three-way war. Horror is still alive. Horror is still alive. I think Horror is still alive, she's pulling the I, I don't think it's Horror. I think it's King Jacob Yeah, Alex is also crossing yeah. over to uh, Wonderland. 
the red herring. I think they're just throwing us at that one. I don't think Rumpel's really gonna die because he's like the Moriarty of the show. Like he's in the middle of. I can't say that he jumped off a waterfall. Anyway, I'm sorry. When when Cora dies and she looks up at Regina and says, "You would have been enough." to that, that dark side corrupting and holding because she didn't recognize until that moment that her life would have been enough without that magic which gold time. Well, that's because she's the same sort of magic so he can't let go of her. Yeah, I really think, you know, yes, Cora, it was completely justified to kill her uh, at that point. It was just that the way Snow did it. And she, she, I mean, even if she had given Regina a choice, who knows what might have would have happened. But no, she just decided that Regina should be the one to kill her mother. <laughs> and, and you're going to do it by saving her. I mean, I'm going to give this to you so you can save your mother. I just I just thought it was not in the right place of the season, though. Like, I, that that episode felt like a season finale episode. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And then the power void that Korra left, I mean, Greg and Tamara and me just do not add up to Korra. I mean, they, they, well, our Bree uh, and Alex from the other side of the mirror described them as the Natasha and Boris from like, the <laughs> That's what they are. And it's just, I think a lot of it is just, Cora was just such a good villain. And then she, and like, there was someone that Regina and, and uh, what's his name? Right? Yeah. Huh. Sorry. Uh, I'm hungry. I can't think, but I'm hungry. Um, hey, let's get to the this. Anyway, so, um, they, I, were you making a joke there? What's his name? Rumpelstiltskin? No, I was thinking, oh, 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 oh. Yes, Phil, I totally was. No, but I, I think the problem is, is that uh, Stolskin and Regina feared Korra. No yeah. one was scared of Greg and Tamara until it was too late. And like, if your characters don't fear a character, you're not going to be scared of them as a viewer. I was scared of, of, of Tamara because nobody's that gorgeous coming into the world unless they're evil. I mean, I'm just saying, it's, it's, it's a Disney property. It's a Disney property, and when someone that gorgeous comes in and that serene, you you go, uh oh, I need to watch this person. I think they should be scared of them now. She shot Neil and kidnapped Henry. I yeah. think that's pretty scary. I'm talking about that. Like, they, I feel like they should have worked this sooner because, like, no one really cared that Greg was in town when that giant was running around. Like, no one like gave like two thoughts about it. Like, and like when Hook was around. Oh, and by the way, like when Hook escaped in Tiny, like there was never a moment where they were like, "Oh God, we lost Hook. Where did he go?" Like they, they these bad, these good guys are not competent. <laughs> so, and, and just real quick, is do you think Hook gets to New York because technically he wasn't cursed because he was under the shield? Yeah, I, I, I okay. think if, if no one, if you weren't there with the curse job, you can come and go as you please. Yeah, they weren't ripped away from. Us. That, I mean, that's. I just wanted to know if I was if I was on the same. Yeah, they were protected. Can I? I hope they do like a webisode. Like, and I really want webisodes for the show because I think that'd be a great way to fill in like minor character stuff. That's what fan fiction's for. Go tell them to do webisodes, but I just really want a webisode of just like Hook wandering around New York City. Like, how did he find them? How did he blend in? I mean, it's one thing would look like this. How do you but also from his point of view, I mean, we look at all these characters when they got plopped in Storybrooke and they just automatically knew how to adjust. But you've got Hook who came from Fairytale Land and then he's in New York City. Oh, God, car! You know? He did, I don't think they played that up well at all because all of a sudden they're just 
modernized. You know, they did a little bit of a chorus sitting in the, oh, this modern carriage. I just think they should have done more. I, I just saw this great series of comics where, like, Hook accidentally, like, tumbled into the mall, and, like, someone from, like, the Maybelline counter came along, and they're like, we love your makeup, let's fix it. And he's like, what is this eyeliner stuff? <laughs> Fantastic series of comics. And then he found, like, a, like, a cardboard cutout of Captain Jack Sparrow, and he was like, my brother, you're flat, what happened to you? <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow from Storybook. Raphael said, well, since they have Star Wars now, versus AC3PO is going to be in Storybook. I think there should be still skin versus Darth Vader. Multiple wars in the Caribbean. Can I also give you like any outro as well where people can find you guys? Yeah, especially if it's a